This is Pastor Eric. Thanks so much for checking out our Life Church podcast. We pray that it's a blessing to you. For more information about Life Church, check us out at lifechurchutah.com. This morning's title is Jesus Like No Other in Mission. Now, if I could have a second title this morning, it would be Revenge is Mine. How many of you like the sound of that title? Thank you. A couple, one, two. Man, I was hoping for more honesty this morning that you would be excited about a pastor giving you permission to take revenge, that you would have just left right from hearing the title. Now I can go about my week because now I can take my revenge. I'm sure some of you have the whole plan laid out and it's filed somewhere. And This afternoon you're going to pull it out. Well, actually, I'm speaking from experience when it comes to that whole planned out thing. I remember as a kid, one time my parents getting me very upset. And so I sat on the stairs of my home, and I began to think about a plan of revenge. Now, I was about six or seven. We were in my, our first home that I grew up in, and I remember being on the stairs. And I was very immature in my thinking, so just, just stay with me here, okay? <laughs> And I'm sitting there on the stairs, I'm thinking, what can I do to my parents who have upset me? And it finally hit me. They put their shoes at, on the little hallway, and our front door had, had a little hallway before you came into our home. They put their shoes there, and it occurred to me, I can put small pieces of glass in their shoes so that when they put their shoes on, they'll never get me mad again. Now, yes, I know. Don't, nobody called the police, because I never did it. But had a pastor given me permission, I had a plan ready. Aren't you glad God saved my soul? Could you imagine what I would do to you if you crossed me the wrong way? If you've ever made me mad, I would check your shoes before putting them on. I'm kidding. How many of you have ever thought about having long spikes coming out of your wheel rims of your car? So that when somebody cuts you off, you just come by them again and drive by them, put a slight rip in their tire and they, so that they slowly lose air. And they don't, even know that, they don't even need to know that you did it to them. You just feel good that, knowing that they're on the side of the road changing the tire right now. I've never thought about it, but I wondered if you have ever thought about that this morning. Can we be real this morning? Let me start by saying... Stop it. Stop planning out your revenge. It's going to get you in trouble. And let me also tell you this morning with all sincerity that revenge is not ours. According to Romans 12, 19, it says, For it is written, it is mine to avenge. I will repay, says the Lord. Pastor Jim's sermon series is called Jesus Like No Other. That means you and I are not Jesus. Therefore, we cannot take revenge on our own terms. Only God can, and that is a very, very good thing. Our way of dealing with revenge is to attack the surface of the issue, and then maybe we'll ask questions later. Going back to that whole long spike out of your wheel rim idea that some of you have thought of, that's us, right? We're ready to respond with vengeance. We're ready to act. We're not even thinking about what that other person is dealing with. Could be a husband getting his 
pregnant wife to a hospital. Could be a dad rushing to the ER because his children was just in an accident. And all we want to do is get home and not miss the 5.30 world news. That's us. We're just so inconsiderate sometimes. Or how many times do, you, do we wish that a police officer would have just taken a few seconds to think about mercy before, before giving us a ticket? So the last and only time I've received a speeding ticket was in college. And the last and only time Tara has received a speeding ticket was in college. Let's talk about Tara's story, though, because her story we'll never forget. We were actually together on that one. My ticket, we weren't. So here we were. I was in a Nissan Sentra. It was a new 1995 model, so it was looking really nice. And it had this overdrive button. It was a powerful button that would send that Nissan Sentra into the warp speed of 55 miles an hour in 30 seconds. I mean, it was a powerful button. And I wanted to train Tara on that button. And so we were driving. And at this point, she was coming down a hill when I told her to press the button. So when she pressed the button, that sent her into speeding mode, which there was a police officer there. And he pulled us over. If only the police officer would have taken just a few moments to ask some questions, I could have explained to him what, would have, what took place, and maybe he would have had mercy. But that is not the way this world works. That's not the way we work. When someone hurts us, they deserve to be hurt back. When someone takes from us, they need to serve time in jail. If someone tries to destroy our reputation, then they are giving us permission to gossip about them. But Jesus is like no other. The Bible says that he is love and truth. He is not controlled by human emotions or thoughtless responses. He is not confined to seeing as our eyes see or understanding a situation the way our finite brain understands a situation. No, he goes beyond all human response and all human reasoning, and he gets to the heart of the matter. When Jesus declared revenge belonged to him, man was not in trouble. Oh no, man was in no danger at all, even though man was deserving of great punishment for his sins. Jesus had the power to look beyond the surface of our decisions, and he saw that our heart could be cleansed. Jesus had a mission like no other, and it was a mission of revenge, the ultimate revenge plan that would end all revenge plans. Re Jesus' mission, this is it. You can write this down if you have your notes. Brought revenge on the devil so that you could have life. You could put I if you want. Jesus' mission brought revenge on the devil so that I can have life. Let me explain. It all began in the Garden of Eden where Adam and Eve committed the first sin by disobeying God. They sinned against God because they allowed themselves to be deceived by the devil. And in Genesis 3.15, we see the revenge mission of Jesus revealed when God says to the devil, and I will cause hostility between you and the woman, between your offspring and her offspring. He will strike your head and he will strike his heel. 
God the Father recognized that man allowed sin to enter into his perfect world. And sin always gives way to death. This beautiful and magnificent garden of Eden would now have to give way to death and destruction. This world of life in one moment became a world of death because Adam and Eve disobeyed God. They deserved great punishment, but instead Jesus was sent on a mission to offer them forgiveness, forgiveness of their sins, to save them from what they deserved, and that was death. Jesus was the seed of the woman that was coming to crush the head of Satan. When Jesus hung on that cross and the Roman soldiers mocked him as a king and the Pharisees mocked him as a false prophet, the human side of Jesus felt that pain. He felt that agony and anxiety and frustration. But the God within that flesh did not respond as a human. A human would have asked God the Father to destroy those Roman soldiers. But Jesus, the Son of God, had a divine response. He declared, Father, forgive them because they do not know what they are doing. Are you ready to forgive? Are you ready to forgive those people who have hurt you? Let Jesus live in your heart and you'll be ready. The revenge mission of Jesus was not nearsighted, but his mission saw you and me today. He recognized that hate and judgment and pain, it all awaited us. So he took it upon himself so that he could become our redemption. Jesus was able to take ultimate revenge on our ultimate enemy, and that was death and Satan. And now Jesus, he stands at the door of our hearts and he is knocking. And if we will open up, he enters in and he offers us forgiveness, not punishment. He places before us peace, not anger. Jesus is worthy of all praise and all honor because he took the sting out of death and he placed Satan under our feet. The Apostle Paul declares, for to me, to live is Christ, but to die is gain. Death no longer has a hold on us anymore. We have been set free to live for Christ and with Christ forever. My revenge would have been to take those Roman soldiers and bring great pain and punishment on them. But the revenge of Christ offered them salvation. Jesus accomplished his mission. He repaid death and the devil for what we allowed them to do to us. Now, will you allow God to give you the victory today? Will you allow him to take revenge on your sins? Your plan of revenge will keep you in a cycle of pain and agony. Your decision to use drugs and alcohol and other abusive behavior, it's usually a response to someone who has hurt you. And I can tell you, and many others here can tell you, it won't work. Your decision, your choice to hurt others or to hurt yourself or to fulfill your specific revenge plan, it will never work. But Jesus said, 
come unto me. All of you who are tired, who are carrying burdens, all of you who want to get revenge, come unto me and I will give you rest. He will take your burdens from you. He will take the pain away from you. You will have that memory, but Jesus took revenge on the pain of that memory when he died on the cross. So now he offers you the power to remove the pain of your past. Last week we, we, took, we went as an RYI team. This church has had a public school assembly team for over 20 years, even before I was even here. We went into a school, uh, Silver Hills Elementary School, and we helped elementary kids to build their self-esteem. One of our leaders is Alfred Marillo. Many of you know Alfred. I have heard his story for over 18 years myself, but I never grow tired of hearing his redemption story of how he had an abusive stepfather, which caused him to join a gang, which caused more abuse in his life. But there was an older man who was not a part of his neighborhood who came in and began to mentor him. Now, as Alfred is sharing this story, I'm, I'm always thinking about his entire story because I know that, that Alfred accepted Jesus into his heart. And Alfred was forgiven of all of his sins, that God forgave him and kept him from living that life. So now, the very thing that drove him to an abusive lifestyle is the very thing that Jesus is using to help others avoid abusive lifestyles. Can I tell you this morning, our God is an awesome God. He reigns from heaven with wisdom and power. Our God is an awesome God. You may have made a mess of your life, but don't throw your life away. Give it to Jesus because he can take your life and he can clean it up and make it new and useful to help others. What is in your life today that is pulling you down, that keeps you up at night? What are the issues in your life that are overwhelming to you and no one seems to have an answer? Is it a sickness? Is it a series of bad decisions? Is it a rebellious child or family member? The list can be long, but Jesus is the answer for every one of those problems. Jesus warned us in John 16, He told us, you in this world will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. Jesus accomplished his mission of revenge, so now no weapon formed against you can prosper. You are now more than a conqueror through Jesus Christ our Lord. What, if God is for you, then nothing can be against you. That is the power of the believers in Christ. As Jesus has accomplished his mission, he now wants you to accomplish the same mission. Here is our mission. God wants us to take revenge on the real problems, not people in parentheses, as Jesus did. Let me share a very important uh, verse with you, a verse that would be easy to memorize. So I kind of purposely set the notes so that you would have the verse at the bottom uh, for years, I have carried verses in my pocket, and this would be an easy one to just rip off and carry this without taking away from your notes. But carry this verse, memorize it. It's a simple one to memorize. Those who live in God, 
1 John 2, 6, those who live in God should live their lives as Jesus did. This is a great challenge. And the motivation is that it comes with great reward. There is so much that we can imitate from the life of Jesus, but I want to focus on how he approached revenge. This war that we live in and see every day of our lives, it can be won, but it only can be won by love. Now, this is not a cliche, but it is the truth. The answer for the world's problems is love, but more specifically, God's love. If his love is truly applied to each life, problems would vanish. Police officers, prison workers, and lawyers would be out of jobs. But before we get lost in that vast idea, let's just, let's, let's just bring it down to my life and to your life. Most of our problems that we create is rooted in this idea of revenge, especially when it comes into our relationships. Think about any relationship that has friction in it. And the cause is that someone, and most of the time, both parties are taking revenge into their own hands. Let's start in the workplace. There's a coworker that crossed you, that did not treat you the right way. So what is your response? To avoid them at all costs. But that's impossible. You work together. And so as you, the more you see them, the more the problem grows. There are moments where you can help them, but something inside of you keeps you from offering a helping hand. And they can sense the same thing from you, so they never help you. And the issue goes on and on. Here is the plan. Follow the revenge plan of Jesus. Follow the revenge plan that the Word of God offers. Jesus said to bless those who curse you. He said to do good to those who offend you. That's right. He, he also said when someone strikes you on the right side of your face, offer them the left side. Now that's an attitude that God wants us to have in the workplace. I'm going to stop there about the workplace because this Wednesday I'm going to be teaching more about how we can be overcomers in the workplace. So I want you to be here Wednesday at 7 p.m. Now, if you don't have a job, you're retired, these principles will work in your life too. So if you have a job, you don't have a job, or you want to grow in Christ, be here Wednesday at 7. Let's bring this problem into our home. Children that are still living with your parents, you heard my confession of how I was upset with my parents. The reality was I was in the wrong. My parents were not in the wrong. Nevertheless, it might be that your parents might tell you, no, going out with your friends tonight, you have to stay home with the family. That might cause you to be upset. Or maybe, just maybe, they are so cruel, and they will tell you there are no phones allowed at the dinner table. Whew. Here's the deal, though, students. This is what I want you to do. Whenever you feel, because it is a feeling, whenever you feel like your parents are being difficult, this is what I want you to do. I want you to pray a simple prayer and say, God, help me to bless my parents. Help me to bless my grandparents. Help me to bless my aunt and uncle. Help me to bless whoever is frustrating me that day, my teacher, my principal, whoever, the crossing guard. Help me to be a blessing to them. When you get home, it might be, and you haven't really thought about this, it could be that your parents have had a tough day. They've had a frustrating day. 
and you're just thinking about yourself, I want you to start thinking about your parents. And when you do that, God's going to bless you. He's going to be with you. He's going to give you blessings beyond anything you can ever imagine. So when your mom says to jump, you say what? Parents help them? And? And how, well, how far is good too? How long? Yeah? That's it, students. That's what I want you to do. Spouses, this is how you end that ongoing fight in your home. Take revenge on the real problem. And the real problem is not your wife, sir. The real problem is not your husband, ma'am. The real problem is a divisive spirit that is in your home. And the good news is that Jesus has given us the power to remove that spirit from our homes. This will not be easy, but it's going to be worth a million dollars. You are going to give when your spouse takes from you. When you, when a mean word is spoken to you, this is what you're going to do. Prepare your mind for it. Ask God to help you to do it because it's going to happen. We all have bad days. It's going to happen. Something mean is going to be said to you in the home. You're going to respond in kindness. Be ready for it. It's going to happen today. But that is what you're going to do. It could be that, you, that they're going to forget what you just asked them to do 30 seconds ago. And this is what you're going to do. You are not going to get mad. Amen, Tara? <laughs> now you know my problem. I am forgetful. And this is usually my comeback. I forgot what you just told me 30 seconds ago because I'm still working on the three things you just asked me to do. <laughs> right, men? Are you with me? We got to be together on this. No, that's not right either. Justifying our actions is never right. It is never right. So here's the deal. Even if Tara asked me to do something after she just asked me to do three other things, because she's doing three other things, I either say, okay, I'm going to do it, or I say, honey, can I sit down next to you and rub your back as we talk about all my duties that I've been doing? <laughs> the issue is real, my friends. And we will be constantly tested in this area. And I pray that you will consistently pass the test. Don't take matters into your own hands when it comes to revenge. Remember Philippians 4.13. I can do all things through Christ as he gives me the strength. Jesus will give you the strength to be forgiving. He will give you the strength to be patient, to be kind. He will, be, he will give you the strength to do what? Just cover that mouth just for 30 seconds. Cover that mouth so that you can resettle and respond in kindness. He will give you that strength. And at all costs, never, never take, your, never take revenge based on your sinful nature. Stop paying people back with hostility. Stop being their judge. You may have heard the name Tony Torres, or maybe not. But he was in the news last October 2015. He was involved in a road rage incident in New Mexico. And his response was to take his gun and shoot at the other vehicle. One of those bullets took the life of a four-year-old girl. Let me just read a little bit from a news report. In that interview, Tony Torres calls the road rage killing accidental and something he'll always have to live with. 
It was a total accident, said Torres to police. Torres was in tears in his initial interview with detectives. I'll tell you from the beginning to the end what happened, said Torres. In that interview, Torres came clean to police about his role in Lily Garcia's death. There's no reason it should have happened, said Torres. Tony Torres has a son, and he will miss out spending his days with his son. And most tragically, the Garcia family will live out their days without their beautiful Lily. All because a spirit of revenge was never controlled. Living with a revengeful spirit is not worth it. Trying to get even with people will only leave you empty, and sometimes it can leave you in jail. Living the way Jesus lived is worth it all. Taking second place sometimes is worth it all. Turning the other cheek is worth it. Offering kindness to meanness, it's worth it. Doing something for somebody who keeps asking you to do something, it's worth it. It's always worth it. You'll never regret being good to people, especially the ones you love. This world needs Christ followers. Your workplace needs a person who will be willing to forgive and do favors with no strings attached. Our homes needs unconditional love and people who are willing to go the extra mile. Our country, it doesn't need an economic overhaul. It just needs believers in Christ who are willing to live as Jesus lived, who, is willing, who are willing to give even though other people are taking. You saw the picture, and I'm pretty sure now it makes sense to you. That snake represents anger, lies, hatred. You know, I am all for voting. I pray we all vote this year. And I'm all for people expressing their opinion because we live in America. I just wish we would put as much energy into our opinions as we could into community service. If we would just take a moment, if you're going to exercise your opinion, I hope that you've at least exercised your ability to be good to your fellow man. Doesn't matter to me, ultimately, I will vote, but it doesn't matter in, in the scheme of life and in, in, in this plan of eternity, who is our next president, but we do need to pray for that. What matters is that you and I are willing to keep crushing the head of Satan, that we're willing to keep crushing the diversity that's filled with anger and misunderstanding and ignorance, I pray today that you're willing to live your life. This is Pastor Eric. Thanks so much for checking out our Life Church podcast. We pray that it's a blessing to you. For more information about Life Church, check us out at lifechurchutah.com.